This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Time to make the donuts. Pleasure, Justin Smith, with us. Justin's an entomologist. Brendan Harris. Brendan was a professional baseball player. Joe Murray, who's a detective here in the city of Philadelphia. Time to go to work. Hey, folks, welcome back. I'm Peter Capelli. I'm Dan O'Meara. And this is a segment show where we talk about what it's like to do jobs that you probably bump into but don't maybe know an awful lot about. But before we get to that, Dan has something really important to say. Uh, it's not that important, but <laughs> okay, uh, lower expectations. just a follow-up thought to the identity <laughs> theft discussion we had for the first half hour, yeah. which is setting up a password system for yourself. Yeah. And uh, we can hear the experts, and often they can, you know, the best practices are to have a very unique password for each and every site or organization you deal with, and it should be long and complicated, the numbers and everything like that. That's a little impractical for most people because you want to have one easy-to-remember password. Uh, what you could do, though, be if you use the same password and email address for everything, uh, you're basically telling every new vendor you deal with what your password and email address is for everything else, and yep. people have been burned badly that yep. way. Mm-hmm. So what you could do is have one, I'll call it common or cheap password, for the unimportant accounts, which are going to be about 90% of the different accounts you might have. Okay. Um, and then for, I'll say, your special accounts, like your financial accounts with banks, mutual fund companies, credit card companies, et cetera, use either a different password for them or even unique passwords for each one. You get the same same password, but then just add numerals at the oh, end of it. So you yeah. have, for the things you really care about, you're using a password that you don't use for the little cheap websites that you create commercial accounts for. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's okay. a smart idea. Okay. There idea. we go. Uh, and Dan is going to turn that into a book, My Password Tips. Yes. Um, <laughs> look for it soon in the future bookstore. And then the other tip we don't discuss on uh, SiriusXM, what your password yeah, strategy well, is. Yeah. Well, there you go. That'd now everybody one. knows it. Yeah. So in, didn't take. yeah, in this half hour, we're going to talk about what it's like to cut hair. This is something most of us experience uh, several times a year, some people more often than not. And with us is Pete Colabelli, who is my personal barber. Pete, welcome. Thank you. Uh, Great to be here. And uh, Pete's got a long experience with this. So your father started this shop in 1939, and he ran it for 20 years? Uh, He died in 61. Okay. And so you took over? Yeah. I started in 55. Okay. And you ran it from 61 to? Uh, fifth, I ran it from 61 to about two, year 2000. So and about, my son took over. Yeah. So you ran it for 40 years. Your father ran it for 20. Yeah. Your son has run it already for 20. Yeah. So it's been there for a long time, yeah. right? Yeah. So Pete's got a long view of what this is like. Let me ask you maybe to turn back the clock for us a little. When your dad was running it and you first started in the 1950s, uh, what was a barbershop like then? Did people come in and hang out, or did they just come in like they do now? Well, being at the university, uh, students didn't hang out that much. Yeah. You know, they were always you know, pretty much in a hurry. Uh-huh. So uh, we didn't work by appointments or anything then. It mm-hmm. was just come in and get your hair cut. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, uh, the students then were totally different than today. Yeah, what was different? The wore jackets, dressed oh, up for school. Right. You know, looked looked like professionals. Adults? Yeah, looked look yeah. like adults. And what did a haircut cost? Uh, when I started, it was a dollar and a quarter. A dollar and a quarter, right? Okay. Uh, and I made seven dollars a week. Seven dollars a week? No kidding! Wow, wow. 
And uh, what was a typical haircut like in the 1950s? What were people after? Well, basically then because after the uh, war, yeah. then you had the Korean War, it was a lot of butch haircuts, okay. flat tops, crew cuts. Okay. A uh, lot of haircuts like today, close on the side, okay. a little longer on the top, you know. Now, I understand that those haircuts were good for the barber business, right? Uh, yeah, because you had to get them often. Yeah. yeah. So how often do you have to get a haircut if you get your hair cut short? Well, like what that? happens when you cut hair real short, it, when it grows back, it sticks up. Ah, okay. There's no no control. And okay. Back in them days, we didn't have gels and uh, mooses and things mm-hmm. like you had uh-huh. today. Uh-huh. Back then, yeah, you washed your hair maybe once every two weeks Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> because there was nothing, uh, no conditioners to right. keep it in place. Yeah. You know? yeah. So if you had your hair cut short, and it's true now, too, mm-hmm. if you get a really short haircut, uh, soon it starts looking like weeds in the lawn. Right, right. right. So you got to get more haircuts. And well, that... today, you know, you use the gels, you use the pomades, you uh-huh. use the clay. You can make it look good. Clay. Yeah. Use clay on oh, people's they have hair? Clay. They have everything. They got stuff out there. Your hair wouldn't move if it was in a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> and so. that's it. that was changed barbering. Any styling is the When I started, there were no products. Huh. You used okay. uh, Vaseline, uh, not Vaseline, uh, uh, liquid tonic. Mm-hmm. And if you did a bad haircut, you got them out quick before it started drying and the hair would stick <laughs> out. Oh, and they would see it. Huh? Yeah. So the change in, in barbering, we, we think 1960s or so, hairstyles started to change. When did you start to see people wanting something different? The flat top started to go away. Well, uh, the Beatles were a big influence. Mm, really? You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, th- I always found the younger kids would come in and never wanted the haircuts that their parents wanted. Whatever they were. Yeah. And their yeah, parents yeah. always was cut it short. Yeah. Because right, they right, didn't right. want to be back again. Yeah. Oh, that, no kidding. Yeah, and uh, the kid uh, screamed and hollered and yeah. carried on. Yeah, but the Beatles, to me, was the best thing that ever happened in our profession was the Beatles. Huh. I mean, we suffered for a couple of years there because nobody got haircuts. Huh. And uh, a lot well, of barbers, yeah, a lot of barbers quit. Huh. Really? Because they wouldn't change, and huh. then we got into education. Uh-huh. Because, like me, I was good at crew cuts. Flat mm-hmm. tops, mm-hmm. and when long hair came, I was lost. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I had to go back and relearn everything oh, and learn how to do long uh-huh. hair. Then we had things like uh, Roffler uh, techniques came out. What's Roffler? What's it was a, it was a razor cut. Okay, right. so uh, yeah. you learn uh, techniques how to cut long hair. It was totally different than barbering. Barbering you cut with by your eyes. Uh-huh. As you mm-hmm. cut, you know. Yeah. I watched, like, for instance, I went to a friend of mine's barber shop, and he had a man working there. And I was waiting for him. So this guy's cutting hair, and I'm watching him. That's a nice, nice haircut. Well, he kept on going. Yeah, I said, it's a little short, but it's still nice. Mm-hmm. And he kept on going until he butchered the guy. <laughs> wow. And I said, what the hell? Then next customer sat in his chair, and he did the exact same thing. Huh. So huh. what was back then, if you went into a barber shop and say there was five, six guys there, yep. well, he might have been good in curly hair. Oh, this guy was good on this kind of hair. Yeah. So they all okay. knew one, one technique. Yeah, right. And you had to figure out which one. Right, right. And that's when everybody said, I'm waiting. I want him. Or Wait I want for that him. guy, yeah. yeah. So the, uh, the, the learning the skill of cutting long hair is something that took people a while to, to figure yes. out. Oh, yeah, because right? you, you had to learn a technique. It's like anything. You read a book. Yeah. But you might know the book, but you don't learn it until you do it. Right, right. And you make a lot of mistakes. 
And I remember, uh, I think also you told me once about uh, the early your barber union when you guys oh, were trying yeah. to control prices yeah. or something. How yeah, that? well, in the early <laughs> days, back in the early days, you had barber shops all over. There yeah. was a lot of one-man shops, uh-huh. and most of them were immigrants, uh-huh. my, like my father. Yeah. So to organize, we were fo- focused on price, hours, and days off. Mm-hmm. So my father was very progressive. We used to close on Saturday. Mm -hmm. So the organization, they wanted Monday. Mm -hmm. So they sent an inspector around to us and caught us with hair on the floor. So back then, you had to go to a magistrate. So it was a violation to have hair on the floor? It was a violation. You got fined. So my brother-in-law was a subpoena server, so he knew the magistrate. Uh So when I got up in front of him, he says, just make sure, pretend you're paying them. Oh. So I, they let me go. Then the, the guy came back, and I, he said to me, you want to join? I said, you know, I not bad having Mondays off. I said, but you got to pay me what I lost. Mm-hmm. And they're fine. He said, well, how much did it cost you? I said, $200. <laughs> so he gave me a check for 200 and I joined. <laughs> and but, the idea there was get everybody to do the same thing. Yeah. Everybody close on Mondays. Yeah, uh-huh. close on Mondays and charged a regular price. So everybody was charging the same price? No. 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 So what I would do, I was an organizer. So knowing that most barbers were not progressive, they wouldn't raise their freight. They raised their prices because they were afraid of the customers. Yeah. So to make it easy for them, I would wait until they got busy about 4 o'clock and the shop would be full of people. And I would walk in with two of my buddies and I would go, like, say his name was Tony. I say, Tone. I look at the price list. What's this all about? And he would be cutting hair. And I looked at the one guy. I said, put the official sign up. And he would go rip it down and put the official sign up like it would say $2. Uh-huh. Higher and I, price. And I was walking out. I would look at him. i say, Tony, don't make me come back. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. It worked. It worked. There you go. And when so, I was re- when I was president of the organization, and I changed it all. I, we were called the Pennsylvania League of Master Barbers, mm-hmm. and I changed it to the Haircutters Guild. Huh. And we had a lot of hairstylists. So, so this is women, you included people who cut women's hair, right? We had right. Uh, chapters we used to have around the city. So one guy gets up, puts in the paper that they're raising a haircut a dollar, mm-hmm. and I get a call from the attorney general from Pennsylvania. That we're going to be investigated. Oh, and for I, price fixing. Yeah, and yeah. I had to prove to him that we didn't, uh, and I okay. did because we had a lot of hairstylists then. Oh, that not everybody was uh, yeah was right, doing it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about that. So when did uh, m- people who cut men's hair start cutting women's hair, and when did when did well, it blur? Because barbers was... always cut women's hair. Really? That they wanted a, women would go to a barber if they wanted short haircut. Really? No kidding. Yeah. Huh. Now, um, women. Men never went to women's hair women's cutters. Cutter. Yeah. And they started going when the long hair came. No kidding. Because yeah. the men started to get perms. Okay. Mm-hmm. So barbers, we didn't know how to get perms. Yeah. So they yeah. started going to the hairdressers. Huh. And the hairdressers knew how to cut long hair. Yeah. So this is early 60s? Uh, yeah. Early mm-hmm. 60s. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, when did we start to get the unisex uh, salons in? Uh, well, that started uh, middle 70s, I would say, when I changed because... You, we started when we started learning to cut long hair. Then we started doing more women. Oh, okay. So my okay. shop, I used to be all male, and then I built it up to it was like fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. We okay. did perms, we did collar, and we did manicure. Mm-hmm. And 
So a lot of a lot of you had to do it to survive. Yeah, because yeah. you learn one thing: you can't survive on one item. Right, yeah. you don't get enough. Now, are the uh, more expensive uh, products that for sale in salons really better than what one can buy in the drugstore? Well, some of the stuff in drugstores are really bad, but they're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the salon products, you you you're paying the the person that brings it. Yeah. The person that sells it. So yeah. and yeah. your and our markup was lousy. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. it wasn't worth it. Yeah. I mean, you know, right. we, we we sold it because the uh, people back then thought it was great products. Uh-huh. Now, when you go to a high end salon, when they give you that haircut, like especially women or mm-hmm. like different haircuts for men, they sell you the product because if you don't use it. That hairstyle ain't working. Oh, yeah. no kidding. Uh, so it requires certain mm-hmm. products to maintain it. Right. Like, like, right. like what kind of like product? Like a gel or, oh, or no a mousse because huh. it gives the, the hair substance. Like, huh. I could take your – well, I'm going to do it next time. Yeah. <laughs> My hair. Cut it real short. And you, <laughs> yeah. put a, you put a like a clay in it or you put the pomade uh-huh. and you make that hair stand any way you want. Huh. And it'll stay all day. Uh-huh. Will you do me a favor next time Peter's in? Drug him and then shave off all his hair. That would be hilarious. Yeah, I think. And Dan, then when he wakes up, I'm there laughing yeah. at him. Dan's already done that. Uh, I was going to ask it, it you, happened what, to me. what could you do for Dan? Could you anybody come in for? I give him a shine. Uh huh. Is shine? Yeah. yeah, I'm wondering. Do you shine no. people's has heads? The, has the trend towards men shaving their heads reduced overall dollar volume in the barber business? Um, I would think it'd have to. Oh, it it does. It, it yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, today with these new style now. Like these kids get short haircuts. Short they, is bad. They wait a long time now. Oh, okay. Because of the product, as the hair is growing in, they can make it lay down. Or mm-hmm. They can flip it this way. Okay. But yeah. years ago, you couldn't do anything yeah, because right, you didn't right. have the product. Right. So when did uh, there was a period where people just kind of they didn't do beetles long hair cuts. They just stopped. Getting oh, cuts, they stopped. Right? They completely and when stopped. was when was that roughly? I would say that was probably mid sixties. Mid sixties. Okay. I mean, they just stopped getting haircuts. Yeah, and then uh, that died. When did people start getting cuts again? Did I would say disc- pr- disco seventies hairstyling came in. Hairstyling. So disco. They still period. wore. They still wore it long, uh-huh. but they got it styled. Yeah. Yeah. You got the. All different hairstyles with the mullets. Yeah, yeah. right. And a feather, and when the feather cuts, what yeah, is a feather yeah. cut? What do you do with a well, feather cut? Well, what you do a lot of times when a feather cut, they call it a layer cut, where okay. you cut the top short and you would let the side stay and the back stay long. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was a very popular haircut okay. in the beginning. Folks, if you just tuned in, we're talking about what it's like to be in the barbering business, and Pete Calabelli is here with us to talk about it. He's been doing this for... How many years? Start my 63rd. 63rd year of, of cutting hair, and his family's been doing it for 20 more, and their shop has been going for its, you're in your 80th year or so with the shop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about the experience of cutting hair. When people come in, do they know what they want typically, or men and women, do they know what they want? Uh, the students today, what they do is they show you a picture, a picture out of their camera, mm-hmm. now, oh, their camera, yeah, of somebody else or something. Somebody about. else, okay. or sometimes they'll show themselves, and sometimes they'll show me uh, a hairstyle, and I, I look at it, and I'll say, you, you know, you're not Caucasian. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so you have to counsel people. Some hairstyles yeah, are just just not going to work not, for you, right? Not going to work. Well, I yeah. imagine there's apps out there that you have a picture of yourself and you want to see how you look in different really? hairstyles. There's got to be. I don't oh, know. yeah, you could do that. Yeah. But like huh. I say, you got to have the type of yeah, hair exactly. to do it, yeah. right? So do are women or men more likely to be picky about uh, what, coming in with a photo and say, I want this? Well, I would say women are more pickier, but the guys are, are getting close, there. close. Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. And do people get um, irritated uh, ever in, after you're done and say, oh, I didn't want it to look like that? Thank God I maybe that happened to me a couple of times. Only a couple of times. The first thing yeah. you, when I was learning how to cut hair, my father always taught me, read the hair before you cut it and okay. have a picture in your mind before you do it. Now, that takes a long time. So read, read hair means what? Looking at the... the the texture, okay. what it grows, the cowlick area, if it's going to stick up, how's it going to lay when it's cut short. Because okay. weight hides everything. So heavy, heavier, thicker hair is well, easier we'll, to like do? Like I say, a woman wears yep. long hair. Okay. And she decides to get a cut. Well, a lot of times she don't realize she has a lot of cowlick. This oh, grows this way. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Right, 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 right. And then right. that's when right. you're running into trouble. Right. Are there annual trade shows that barbers? Oh, well, we used to. Have, I used to run a lot of shows for the mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. and uh, I used to run down at the Ben Franklin Hotel. We used to rent the ballroom and have mm-hmm. a big show there. Today, all you gotta do is go on YouTube. Oh, I see. Right, so you can learn everything you and see it all there. Yeah, don't yeah. have to go to a show. Yeah, that's true. But so there aren't aren't shows nowadays. Oh, there still think are for high. The exhibitors want to sell their yeah, scissors, their right, razors, right. their hair products, I, and. We used to do that because the product sellers would run all the shows mm-hmm. because they pushed the product yeah. and they recreate the haircut that their product had to be used. Oh, I see. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's, that right. was the whole key. So they sell you the style and the stuff and that And it has makes to be done happen. with this. Oh, no kidding. Hmm. Are there magazines tailoring to? There's magazines or? out there, but you know what? The magazines are getting – they got hairstyles that are not shop mm-hmm. work. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, they got crazy collars and crazy – they got hair – guys wearing hair down here. Oh, their looking nose. Up. Nobody's right. wearing oh, that. Oh, yeah. their no. nose. So that, we just got a couple of minutes left, but let me ask you uh, about the experience of having people in your chair. Do they open up to you and start talking about all kinds of crazy stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, you learn to listen. Are you just nod along, or do you? Uh, you I nod, to... you know. Now, my, you know, you've been in the shop. My son's a great talker. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they all love him. He, mm-hmm. he talks about it. Me, I just you just cut. But what do people mostly talk about? Do they talk politics with you, or no? Or I what? don't talk politics. Okay, I try Good. not to. Good. They talk about their families or something. Uh, some or? of them, like the people I've done long years, I know their kids. I've cut their kids' hair, so mm-hmm. I pretty much know a lot about them. Some people ask you personal questions. Uh-huh. Like, oh. mm. like I'm married 60 years, mm-hmm. and they'll say, what's the secret? And I say, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not giving advice on marriage. I mean, it went fast. <laughs> Can you tell, like, somebody comes in, a guy comes in and suddenly wants a really different haircut? You're saying, oh, divorce here. Yeah. <laughs> really well, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a story. Uh, we lived in Jersey at the time, and we knew these couple couples, you know. So one day, this guy comes in. He was a party next door. So he stopped in to say hello. And my wife looked at him. He says, uh, Lou, you lost some weight, huh? Mm-hmm. He says, yeah, I lost a few pounds. She says, you got a new hairstyle too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah. And you got a girlfriend, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he did. And he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's probably a, a pretty good marker. When you look forward here as to where this is 
going. Look at the trends. Do styles tend to repeat themselves? Are we going back? To well, the, right now it's repeating itself. Going back to short here. I mean the, the yeah. close sides. Okay. Because uh, back in the day when everybody wore a hat, you cut the sides short because you wouldn't get hat hair. Oh, no kidding. It's like ah, you look at the movies, okay. 40s, yeah, yeah, early yeah. 50s, 30s, and most of the men wore huh, hats. And huh. if you notice, they all had short sides huh, huh, because yeah. you took your hat on and off, on and off. Yeah. Now, with long hair, killed the hat. Hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Or Kennedy, when he wore his hair longer. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Back so in the came, 50s. Those came together, mm -hmm. getting rid of hats and shorter hair. Now okay. kids wear hats. Because they're wearing shorter hair again. No kidding. Oh, yeah. That's interesting. So what what do you think is next? What are we going to see next uh, for men's hair in particular? Well, What's your I, the younger kids that are coming in, I mean like uh, pre-teenagers, mm -hmm. they're, they're wearing their hair longer. No kidding. Yes. Huh. And so this follows your theory that they just don't want to look like their parents, whatever their parents right, look that, like. That's exactly what it is because right, I think right. after a couple generate kids don't want to look like their uncle yeah. and their father. Yeah. Yeah. And the mother, whatever. And how about dyeing hair? Is that up or down? Well, you know, a lot more older women, like my daughter's great. They're they're letting her hair go gray again. Huh. And but what they're doing is cutting it short, and it looks nice. Huh. So if you if you go gray, short is a good look. Yeah, short is a good look. Huh. So wim, women are getting shorter haircuts. Yeah. You know? I mean, when they when they get older, a lot, and then you got a lot of the sixties. They won't change. <laughs> <laughs> right, people who are stuck there. Yeah, their their hair's down past their shoulders, and it's great. Right. They don't, academia doesn't do anything. Doesn't do anything. No. We're just about out of time. Let me ask you: Do you see yourself ever retiring for this? You're going to keep cutting. Uh, I'm not now retired. I'm going to go down maybe two days. Uh huh. Okay. We'll make sure we get on your calendar then, and maybe you could do a shine for Dan here. Sure. Yeah, hey, there I'll, you go. I won't even charge him. <laughs> right, there you <laughs> nice. go. Pete, thanks very okay, much for thank being with you. us. It's been a pleasure. Pete Calabelli is our barber. We'll be right back with you in just a minute here. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.